right. Today I want to do a quick, uh, I was with a couple of customers and it was, it was very interesting to um, see the some of the some of the missteps in a few of the OEM marketing levels. Um, and it's interesting for someone like me on the ground floor, uh, you know, dealing with 35 to 40 different dealerships in the area versus, um, you know, OEM having over, you know, hundreds of dealerships. But um, when new products are dropping, it's very interesting to see in this in this case, um, certain, especially when you're doing email marketing or something with a much higher expense level, um, unless it's just a CRM push. But when you're doing email marketing, you're doing it faster than it necessarily should be. So I've got two two direct examples. Um, and I'm not going to m- mention the actual dealerships, but with Honda, I'm sorry, with Acura and with Volvo. So brand new cars that just came out, both dealerships are having trouble basically procuring the car. And as soon as the car comes, um, you know, they would be sold relatively quickly and everything else due to buzz or whatever. However, the main issue is that email blasts are going out well before they can even get the car to the dealership. Then they're getting high-end leads on them, uh, which is a great thing. However, at that point, right, that those leads are coming directly, and excuse the background noise, it's raining, but those leads are coming on vehicles that are not in, that are brand-new vehicles, and or replacement vehicles that are redesigned. So in that sense, they can't, if a person's qualified, they want the car, they want that car directly. Um, and they even, and it's at this point where they can't even order them uh, if, if the person sells. Now they can, you know, it's still, it's still early launch basically. It's a misstep in my opinion based on marketing, it's a misstep based on tactics, right? Um, You've created so much buzz that people, you know, the marketing's working. However, you can't, if you can't move the vehicle, you're going to end up churning, churning it, right? Um, now, there obviously is an opportunity sometimes for a transition period, right? So if it's a 17, like if it's an 18 car, and maybe the 17s have a deal, but typically with, especially with Honda and Acura, they don't really do that because they try to maintain um, good resale value on the back end for uh, used cars. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing for the consumer, and it's a good thing for the for the for the uh, manufacturer. However, obviously, as you're dealing with that company and you're used to seeing all these big incentives with other brands, it becomes, um, you know, an issue in your sales and conversion rate. So, it's just really interesting to come across. Now, it's not just email, but um, you know, when is the right time to shoot for a push? For anything, any brand, any, your your deal, most of the time if you're doing like an event or something of that nature, a lot of times it's really the heightened point where the climax of your marketing needs to be is like right at like a week to two weeks time before the event, right, to really push traffic. I saw this weekend uh, locally, and I hope nobody takes offense to this one, but I, I saw there was a boat show locally in my area in Orange Beach, and uh, my wife and I were, were there, we were actually actually doing other things and hanging out at the restaurant that that was attached to the boat show. But I watched the traffic and there wasn't much. Um, and it was a good, 
boat show. I mean, they, they put a lot of nice boats out there, uh, a lot of good pricing on them, you know, all that jazz. But they just didn't really have the traffic that they should have had. Um, and the question became, okay, what kind of marketing did you do? And they just tried to do word of mouth and mostly Facebook. And I don't think they actually put any money towards it. I think they just, you know, tried organic placement. Well, somebody didn't tell them that organic placement is not going to get, you know, it's, it's big time blocked by Facebook now. So if you're dealing with all these different questions and you need to understand when products should be dropped, you need to understand uh, in in cars or, or new products or, or anything, you need to understand the timelines for that product to come out and what are your goals. So if you're going to put a lot of money into an email campaign and it is going to generate some positive, at least buzz, expect for some churn too. Now, obviously, you know, Acura and Volvo could have done that same thing, right? They're expecting maybe some type of push. With Volvo's sense, it was different. It's a brand new car. So with theirs, it was it was the uh, the 40, the new XC40. So it's, there's literally no replacement. It's just a brand new vehicle, brand new product. So they're just trying to create buzz now. The issue is, right, you know, as if that person really, really is in the market for one right then and really needs a car, and there's certain scenarios where somebody really needs a car, right, um, you may end up churning that customer because, you know, they'll find an alternative or whatever if they really need a car right then. So you caught them at the right time, but you weren't ready to move it. Um, and a lot of a lot of situations that I've I've heard lately, and this is at all auto, all the Volvo dealerships, uh, like, you know, they, they can't get enough of the 40s. So it's interesting. It's all about, we all know it's about timing. It's about patience and everything else. When a big company gets very excited for, for a good quality product, it gets tough. Because um, you get pumped for it, right? You did such a good job in R&D. You did such a good job in this. But you could cost yourself a little bit more money than you need to in doing too much push too early, right? So if you know email marketing is low funnel and you can match back and do everything you need to do to really prove ROI, you may want to wait a little bit until that car is truly uh, sent out. From I, I heard from one of the dealerships that they hadn't even had training on the vehicle yet. So they don't know any more than the customers do. So as the customers are calling to the dealerships, asking questions, you know, besides the service level data, they don't have it. So from an OEM perspective and a big company perspective, you have to realize where you're at, what level to do it in. Does this need to be, you know, a mass traditional trajectory at first? Does it need to be, um, you know, email, email marketing low funnel? Does it need to be, you know, Facebook just branding? versus Facebook, you know, a high-end call to action. And I think the call to action is where you're going to, you know, a call to action on a car that isn't even out yet isn't really the right move. So um, I just had a couple thoughts, wanted to put those down on paper. Um, and I got an interesting uh, kind of inquiry from one of one of my, somebody from our family, he's a, he's a marketing guy, and he told me that, I come across a lot of different cars and vehicles and everything else. I might as well, I should do some things about them. Obviously, I'm a massive car guy. Um, so I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to see if see if Anchor can hold um, can hold two different podcasts in one because I like the marketing angle. I want to be able to talk about 
marketing levels and everything else. Um, and one extra thing I wanted to mention, I, I had uh, I had an interesting conversation in passing with a company uh, in the airline industry. And as I was just talking to them, I didn't think straight uh, during the entire conversation. But um, what I ended up finding out just through interest was uh, that there are a finite amount of airports, right? And there are a finite amount of small airports in the country. And I think, and then there are a finite amount of companies that could use their current services in the airline industry. Something from business to business perspective, I'm just going to put this out there. Feel free to take it, seal it, whatever. Who cares? Um, if you're in an industry where you are dealing with companies that can and will sign major contracts with you, have you looked into geofencing their specific location? It is a cost per thousand perspective. So you're looking at a cost per thousand rate. Um, extremely inexpensive if you're if you only need to do say five locations six locations or if say in the airline industry you have maybe uh there's so there in airline there's there's basic local regional and then international airports right um so basic there's there's maybe 680 as of the census in 2012 well for local there's like 1260 right but if if say you're doing parts for maybe those planes or you're doing airline fuel or you're doing whatever, you could geofence those specific airports and target them, you know, put put some demographic targeting and everything else on it. You may only get 40 converts, you know, 40 people, right, uh, per month. But those people are maybe owners of the plane. They're maybe users of the fuel, of the fuel. Um, they're people that you really want to keep on uh, their radar. Plus, it's going to cookie their mobile device. You're going to be able to show them uh, with a pretty high frequency uh, your commercials and content throughout the buy. Um, and I was looking to see, you know, if you, if you do, say, you know, two 300, per, two 300 impressions per airport per month, I mean, you're only talking thousand to two thousand dollars a month well especially for just basic say if it was six hundred so six hundred times two you're looking right at you know well six hundred times twenty really truly so you're talking one hundred twenty thousand impressions so okay you know twelve times eight <laughs> that's the cost and you know for with I know with with my company it's an eight dollar CPM for a geofence uh, and feel free to check my math. I may be wrong, but uh, you can tell from that. I mean, you're not talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're talking about a thousand, two thousand. And what if you're in a business-to-business situation and you geofence within a hundred meters? Remember that. Um, you know, the, the the company in which you want to do business with. Geofence the crap out of them. Make sure they only see you. You're only you may you know they may have what 300 employees. And they'll get maybe 10 impressions per, so 300,000 impressions. That's wrong. 3,000 impressions, you know, that's, what, $24? Now, that's under most of the minimum, so you're going to have to do do a few locations and add a couple other things. But why not? What are you, what are you losing? 
Um, and I think most of the time people just don't know. <laughs> and if you don't know, uh, you know, you should be on podcasts like this so you learn. Um, thanks, guys. Any feedback, let me know. Appreciate it.